Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors at First Family Church, and really glad you've joined us for this episode. Today is Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. And the Extra Point Podcast is all about looking back at the previous week's text or topic. Uh, at our church, of course, uh, the text always has a topic, as we preach from the text. It's text-driven preaching, and um, that always results in a theme or a topic. And so we're looking back at last week, and I want to kind of take last week's uh, couplet of verses, and I want to combine them with some things we looked at during Go Month, and talk to you a bit about the different senses of God's love. Now, here's how I'm getting there, just to kind of help us have some more application, uh, further insight, deeper observation. Um, in last week's text, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, we, we saw that, that we are able and commanded to cast or to throw or to release all of our worries, our cares to God, because He cares for us. We saw in the previous month, which we knew as Go Month, that uh, we saw this from Jonah, that, that God loves all people and peoples, and His uh, proactive, incredible um, move among the Ninevites in that kingdom of Assyria there in Nineveh. And so it's clear uh, that God loves people and all peoples. He cares for His own. He um, tends to His sheep, to use a shepherd flock analogy, and yet within the Scriptures, we also find some other perplexing verses, such as the fact that God not only hates sin, but He hates the sinner. It's said in Romans that um, He loved Jacob, but He hated Esau. Uh, so there's just some perplexing things going on because God is love. He loves all people and peoples, and yet we have these verses about His sense of hatred uh, and his um, uh, stance against proud people and pride and sin and evil. So what's going on with this? First of all, here's what makes me bring this to the surface, that um, it's known as the doctrine of simplicity. I've mentioned it before. I, I, I'm a big fan of this in, in the sense that when we think and talk about God, we, we can't segment Him into various components and parts and say, well, here is the love of God, here's the holiness of God, here's the justice of God, and and then look at them as various parts, because God is one, and so all of these traits are always true of God all the time in every way. That's really the essence of the doctrine of simplicity. So when God is exhibiting and judging sin because of His hatred towards sin and His holiness being violated, He's doing that in a loving, just, righteous, merciful way. When uh, God is being merciful, when God is being just, in any of His actions where specific traits are highlighted, make no mistake, every other character trait of God is still being involved in its fullest totality and 100%. God is always a loving God is always merciful. He's always just. He's always righteous. He's always holy. You fill in the blank with His character. God is always one God, and all of these traits are always true of God all the time. That's, in essence, the doctrine of simplicity. So I want to help you understand, then, how can God always be loving 
when there are times in the Bible it seems he does very unloving things. How, how is that to work? And, and what do we make of certain verses that seem to give us a different sense of God's love? We could even say perhaps even a different tense of God's love. Let me see if I can walk us through that just for a minute. There is, first of all, a merciful kind of God's love for the world, for all people and peoples. Um, and this is the love that he expresses to all. This is the Romans kind of love that he would die in the place of, that, that Jesus would die in the place of sinners. Um, and, and so I just kind of refer to this as the merciful love of God. And it's for all people and peoples. Then there is this covenant love of God. It's a, a, a love he has for his elect, for his family, for his children, for his sheep. Again, both are love. And, and it's not that God loves in a merciful way less than he loves in a covenant way, but I would say he loves in a different way. And so we have to kind of be careful how we speak of this. Uh, Don Carson is right when he talks about the love of God in his book uh, that's titled The Difficult Doctrine of the Love of God. Uh, and so this is one of the reasons it's hard to sometimes uh, talk about it in in ways that don't almost sound like we're saying he loves less. He doesn't love less. He's always loving in every sense of the word, but it is a different, and I use the word sense, it's a different sense of the word uh, when he loves the world in a merciful way, and he loves his family in a covenant way. Just one more category of God's love that would give us some insight into its different tenses or senses is, uh, and, and the word for this is difficult, okay, but some refer to it as a conditional um, aspect of God's love. We might could even say an experiential level of God's love. And I bring to you a couple of verses in which I think it's Jude um, who exhorts the readers to keep yourselves in God's love. The implication being that perhaps uh, the opposite is possible, that you might not keep yourself in God's love. Also, um, you know, John is the disciple or the apostle of love. He writes a lot about that. He does um, record for us that Jesus said to remain in his love just as um, he remained in the Father's love. And of course, this remaining was connected, at least in John, when Jesus spoke it, to the idea of obedience. And so this is, again, a, a maybe a subset of God's love for his family, his covenant love, in which there is some type of love that either can be experienced or maybe a, a deeper understanding of it that's accessed or that's understood or that's experienced through obedience. Again, these are hard things to discuss, hard things to grasp. It's not that God loves less but there are times and there are uh, peoples that God loves differently. This is why it's not wrong to say God loves everyone, but it's not all we can say about God's love for everyone. There are different senses or tenses or there are different ways in which God loves everyone from the world in a merciful way to his family in a covenant way, and to even those within his family, often in a, and I'll use this word as is often used in various scholarly books, in a conditional way. But still, in every single way, God is absolutely, eternally, fully loving.
And this brings me to um, make sure that I remind you that when you think about these senses of God's love and its breadth and height and depth and uh, the incomprehensible nature of God's love, uh, this is why we know we can't fully exhaust understanding it. And that's actually healthy, and it leads us to a greater heights of worship and, and great moments of meditation and, and prayer and, and gratefulness to God as we think about the indescribable, incomprehensible uh, uh, truth of God's love so I want to encourage you with that today as we've thought about how He cares for us and how He moved on His own accord and character to reach lost people, i.e. the Ninevites. All of this is, are just examples of God's amazing, incredible love that we'll never explain completely, understand totally, and yet we can swim in it and bask in it and rejoice in it and be grateful for it every single day. In light of that, let me just leave you with the resource I mentioned a minute ago and encourage you to read it. I think you would find it very, very helpful. Um, it's the book by Don Carson, uh, The Difficult Doctrine of the Love of God. And often we think about the difficulty uh, being in regards to God's wrath or His justice and those types of things. But I think it's a intriguing and captivating title and a good read. Uh, that explores the different senses of God's love and brings to the surface much of what Scripture says about the various ways God loves. And it will make you appreciate even more all the ways that God is 